Hello, I am C-3PO Human Cyborg Relations. Welcome aboard the Star Speeder 3000. Your vehicle, Bravo 229er, is now ready. Please begin immediate boarding and have a safe and informative journey. Well, maybe the Sunday drivers will come out a hunting for gas. Ain't many folks who pay no 18 cents a gallon. Scanners detecting more trouble in Sector 9. Hey, guys, it looks like we're all here. Let's go! W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 739. And together, as we have been for more than 18 years, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, and find everything else at www.radio.com. So we're going to have some fun this week as we let our imaginations run wild and share our top 10 places we'd love to sleep in overnight in Walt Disney World. And I don't mean the resorts, but the attractions, buildings, scenes, and even a few places that I'll let you listen and judge for yourself. And I'm going to ask you to share where you'd like to spend the night if you could as well. Then stay tuned for our Disney trivia question of the week, where you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. More information about our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World, your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. of what we love about visiting the Disney parks is our ability to leave real life at the door because as we walk through the turnstiles and under the train tracks, we enter a world of pure imagination and fantasy. And the parks are a place where we can be a kid again and have fun and imagine anything that we like. And it means that the parks are places that we love to spend our entire day and often evenings in. And I'm sure, if you're like me, during at least one of those visits, you also imagined and wished that you could just stay there overnight. So what if you could? Well, that's the subject of this week's, what I think is going to be fun topic, the top 10 places in Walt Disney World we wish we could sleep in overnight. And when you hear top 10 and thinking about sleeping overnight and people that you just want to cuddle with, you, of course, think of Tim Foster, or maybe I just do, from Celebrations Magazine. What? Okay. Well, I got my sleeping bag, got my PJs on. The cuddling (laughs) thing is throwing me a little bit, but I'll roll with it. Listen, if if you're like me as a fellow podcaster, you always have your PJs on. It's the beauty of podcasting. I have them on right now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's 11 o'clock in the morning. So. 
or whatever so time. I, I think this is going to be really like a, a nice, light, fun topic because it's also something that I think has really come up in conversations over the more than 10, 15 years, whatever it's been that we've been doing top tens, probably especially about the time that things like the castle suite had opened and the idea of staying overnight was sort of front and center for a lot of people. But I've also, I've received this question multiple times, like either giving an interview or like on the show or in the clubhouse. Very recently, a listener and friend Thatcher Rouse presented this. So I figured it was probably a really good time to do it. Um, And I think, you know what, Tim, too, I think in addition to you and I sharing our ideas, um, this this really is going to serve what I want it to be is to serve as an invitation to you our friend who's sitting around this virtual table, possibly in your pajamas, um, mm-hmm. for you to share where you would like to sleep over and get creative. You can share your idea or tell us how insane or wrong we are by calling the voicemail at 407-900-9391. I'm also going to post this question in the clubhouse. So when I presented this to you, via email, Tim, I can Mm. almost hear your squeals Mm -hmm. of joy from wherever you live in Pennsylvania, all the way down here in Florida. Um, Because I I have to imagine this is something you've probably thought of as well. You heard that? I did. That's embarrassing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, no, this was a, this was such a fun idea when you sent it. I thought it was fantastic. And, And the fun part, as always, I can't wait to hear about the rules and caveats and restrictions you will put in place that will knock half the items off my list. But. Like, like a a like the, the the drag race in in Greece. The rules are there ain't no rules, so you okay. can have at it. I mean, I'll make them up as long as we go along. But my my <laughs> thought process, I'll just say, my thought process going in was. This is not what resort do I wish I could sleep in overnight? Right. See, right out of the gate. You hit me with one. All right. (laughs) Like this is these are places. uh, So maybe, okay. my thought process. These are places that you can't book. It's sort of a wish list. And the places might not even necessarily exist. Right. My big my big rule, and I'll just say this in advance of everything on my list except for one or two. It's a given that the Imagineers will go in ahead of time and make that bed comfy and <laughs> clean it up so it's actually a place you can sleep at night, you know. And you'll you'll see what I mean when we get in. I'm sure I think that there's some places on my list that maybe that is not going to necessarily apply. Okay, we'll see where we go here. So I am excited, enthralled, nervous. slightly nervous, Scared. yet wildly curious to see what... <laughs> this is really going to be a peek into the mind of little Timmy Foster. So please favor us with the first one. Now, hold on. Uh, you're, this, you're, is, you're, this is going to be more than 10. I'm going to let you know it's more than 10 because I have well, yeah. I have 11 on my list already. Your, your psyche is going to be laid bare too for everyone to see. Let's be clear. <laughs> and I can't wait to see. So my first one, I'm just randomly going to pick one. One of the first things I thought of was actually over in Tomorrowland and the Carousel of Progress up on stage. We just bonded. Oh, now, the thing was, I was trying now. I, it's not a mystery, I guess, which scene I'm going to go to the Christmas scene. But I, I did go through 
because because my immediate thought was the Christmas scene. But I thought, you know what? Let me think about the other scenes. Maybe I would rather stay there. But I quickly knocked them off. The first scene, I, I can't handle the pumping my own water thing. That's just not going to work. I don't roll like that. And July is too hot. If it's my when I stay at a resort in Disney, I immediately put the air on 64 and I'm happy. And that's not happening in July, October. That that exercise machine, Patty's got the one that doesn't work, then doesn't work now. That's just going to be too noisy. So we're going to do Christmas. But it would be fun. I, I think that's I think for all of us, when we think about that Christmas scene, that's that ideal at Christmas scene. We all think we want to go. We want to have that Christmas scene. Um, I want to sleep under the tree. I don't know where I would sleep, but there's no bed. This is where I said the Imagineers, they're going to craft something for me, you know, perhaps in the dining room away from the bathroom because, you know, what's going on in there. But <laughs> I want to play the video game, though. That's that's the thing. I want to see if I can beat grandma and get that high score. Being very careful not to shout my numbers out loud because, you know, what happens. And. So, yeah, I think it would be fun to stay there. I, I'd love to really – I try and explore the whiteboard and the bulletin board for all little Easter eggs and stuff, and I found some. It would be fun to just go up there and look and you know root around and see. But, uh, yeah, that's my first one. Carousel of Progress, Christmas scene. It'll feel like Christmas morning when I wake up. So, first things first, uh, Marty called, wants changes. It's yes, my, yes. <laughs> from the board. <laughs> I love this. Um, the carousel, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress was very, 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 very high on my list. May have even been sort of the first one that came to mind. And I think it's it's, it's for a, a few reasons. And maybe I'm almost all kind of stretching my reasons why, right? So mm. it's classic. It's Walt. Unlike you, though, I knew exactly where I wanted to go. Mm. And I'm going into the second act. I'm going into the Roaring Twenties. Um I know it's hot. I know it's <laughs> July 4th weekend, but we, and I think I sort of sometimes feel like I was born in the wrong time. Like I, 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 I long for, and this is like real world. Like I long for a simpler time. Um, I, I love the idea of the twenties and thirties and forties, uh, not having the distract. And I chose the twenties over the forties. Cause like, I don't want a TV. I don't want some of those distractions. I want to live in that simple time, I want to gather around the radio with friends and families, whether I'm listening to, you know, Babe Ruth, you know, and listening to the game or, you know, advertisements for, for Al Jolson talking and singing. There's electricity and there's electric starters replacing the cranks and, and Thomas Edison has brought it into our homes and, and maybe everything doesn't work perfectly, but I, I do love that simpler time and I'd love to sort of at least for one night in, in a fantasy way, be able to spend it there in Walt Disney's carousel of progress. I love it. That was, that's the root beer scene, right? It's also the, the uncle Orville. Uncle Orville is also in the bathtub. I'm the probably not going to venture yeah. over to that side of the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to see what's beyond the paper. If you know what I'm talking about. I so, understand. I understand. But yeah, simpler time in, in <laughs> carousel of progress. Very, very, very high on, right. on my list. Um, I bounced around and I'm trying to figure out where I, I want to go next. Um, Oh, you know what? I'll stick with the theme. I'll stick with this theme of 
being able to transport back to another place and another time, very specifically to the same time period. And I'm going to go, I'm going to sort of make a night of it. And I'm going to start my evening off in the Tip Top Club with the Anthony Fremont Orchestra playing in the background before I retire to my fifth floor guest room in the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Fifth floor. Right, because that's where the doors open, right? You're on the fifth okay, floor. Okay. Fifth floor. I don't know. Right. I don't go. I can't go on there. I'm <laughs> too scared. Um, I, I love <laughs> the time period. I love the theming. Um, I, I love the idea of being able to wander the, the gardens at night with the misting fans going and, and the, the lighting, uh, wandering through the empty boiler room at night. It's creepy. It's foreboding. But I know nothing really bad is going to happen. Possibly the elevator ride up to my room might be a little sketchy, but that's okay. And <laughs> I'm going to avoid stairs. I'm going to avoid the chalk outline of the doorway from Little Girl Lost in the post-show area so I do not enter whatever dimension uh-huh. that is. But I love this idea of, again, that you know, spending an evening. And again, I, you're like Mangello. You're taking this way too seriously. Like it's just what ride do you want to spend the night in? But I would. I'd like to sort of have the uh, the Hollywood Tower Hotel and the glitz and glamour of that time period of of old Hollywood. And there'd be, if I get this right, a talking Tina doll in your room. I really That's hope not. I really hope not. Oh, I'd rather man. have Telly Savalas in my room than talking, <laughs> than talking Tina. But, um, and if Anthony Fremont is there, I want to make sure I don't get on his bad side. So, you know, it seems like, I mean, I, I don't know the, the inner machinations of the entire building, but I, looking at the other things I have on my list. Well, there's some other possibilities, but I'm thinking real world. If Disney really did want to do that, make a suite in there. Yeah. Isn't there's room enough in there. They could. Or... Listen, there is I love I the idea. It. And we've talked this about this, I think on a past yeah. show about this idea of creating themed resorts. Yeah. Um, you know what? And remember, and I, we've talked about this on insert show number here. When we talked about <laughs> tower of terror, the original concept at one point was going to be a hotel. Um, it was going to be a hotel from the 20s. And originally what the, the 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 idea was, was that if you were staying there, this was pre-Magical Express, Disney would pick you up in this sort of like old woody station wagon and they would black out, they'd have blackout curtains on the windows. So as soon as Ooh. you got picked up at the, ho- at the airport, you were immersed in the story. And you didn't see anything on the outside until you got there. And as the door opened, you have traveled back in time into the late 20s and being a guest at this real sort of Hollywood Tower Hotel. I would love to see some sort Mm. of execution on an immersive storytelling themed. And I know we're we're talking things like the Galactic Star Cruiser, but in a different type of way. Yeah, no, that would be that would be cool. I might even go to the Tower of Terror in that case. You'll take the stairs. Well, I'll take the <laughs> stairs, though. Yes, yes. But yeah, even then, I don't think that will end well for me anyway. So uh, let's see my next one. Let's go here. So back to the Magic Kingdom. This was a fun one. The attraction that I feel like nobody knows is actually there because you walk by it all the time and don't realize there's something to do there. The Haunted Mansion. So let's go 
of a haunted mansion. <laughs> Let's go spend the night in the Swiss family treehouse. Oh, I love Tim Foster so which, much. Which has the bonus of already having a bedroom, so you don't have to build one. <laughs> but but maybe put some nice pillows on there. But I love but I love the Swiss family treehouse at night. Uh, walking up at night, nobody's nobody's there during the day anyway. But especially at night, um, I've talked before about how when you go at night, and especially when you get up towards the top, how it's so different, and it's so it's, it's somehow it's it's not scary, but it's kind of spooky, mysterious. You're you feel like you're miles away from the hustle and bustle of the Magic Kingdom, and it's so quiet. You look out over the the dark surroundings of Adventureland. But like you said, if you're going to spend the night there, it's a house. It's got all the comforts of home with a little imagineering help, I'm sure. Pop down to the kitchen for a bite or order in. But <laughs> but yeah, just be able to spend the night and not just to spend the night in Adventureland and like, hey, I'm here. But for those who remember the film and have watched it, kind of reliving those adventures as best as you can by yourself. But um but you know, hanging out in the rooms and listening to the Swiss polka, and and uh, getting water from the water wheel and all of that, and living like you are on a Swiss family Robinson vacation. Or, uh, it's not a vacation, I guess, if you're marooned on an island. But hey, whatever. So, so Tim, you're you are of same mind, relatively speaking, uh, and heart, <laughs> because this was also on my list, and. I never had a treehouse as a kid. I'm not saying like I was a, a depraved child. Far from it. But I just never had a treehouse. <laughs> but this is sort of like one of those dream places that you would love. Because it does. It has all the comforts at home of home. It is that simpler way of living. I think you could only do it in Walt Disney World. Because if you took this tree and put it anywhere else in Florida, the dinosaur-sized mosquitoes outside would just <laughs> you know smother you. But there's no mosquitoes. And bugs at Disney, but again, I love the rustic feel, the the labyrinthian, you know, sort of stairs going up and down, the open air rooms, the nineteenth century little odds and ends and and curios. This is, you know, glamping plus to to, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, it. it, it and it, it does. It very much satisfies so many things that I wanted to to do, including, you're right, possibly or probably the best views of any of the places that we'll talk about on our lists. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Because oh, we'll I got yeah, some good true. ones That's true. Up, so. But yeah, I like the idea of the treehouse. I, I would totally dig the treehouse. I could live in something. As long as it had good Wi-Fi and I could get Amazon Prime. I'm, that's <laughs> I don't think they had Wi-Fi back in, the, back in the, those days, but... Just just watch your step at night. Sleepwalking might be a challenge. Also true. You yeah, flashlights or candles careful. would be helpful. Um, careful. You know, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay in Magic Kingdom. I'll stay close by, and and I'll stay in the same similar type of vein because you know the Swiss Family Treehouse. I think about you know as a kid, this is sort of what you imagine your your treehouse to be, and I think there's another location that by by virtue of story and by virtue of of what it is meant to convey to us as guests is this incredible place that would be perfect for 
not just you to spend the night, but almost imagine this as a sleepover with some friends. Because by day, Tom Sawyer Island in Frontierland is mm. not just a wonderful sort of respite and an escape from the sometimes the hustle and bustle of the park, but you have the, the caves and passageways and the fort and bridges and all kinds. So you can run and play and hide, but then the idea of, you know, spending the night here, whether it's it's camping out somewhere or spending the night in the fort and, you know, grabbing a flashlight and, and walking around and, and checking out some of those spooky but safe places and, and winding pathways. Again, incredible views, the, the simple sounds and silence that you would probably get. Um, I, I would like if they offered some sort of opportunity to spend the night in Tom Sawyer Island, that, that is something that I would jump on very quickly. That X. And I had that on my list with a caveat and I have, I had it as a two for one with something else, but I might come back to that. But my only, my only caveat was that it's a great idea. And Polly's dock side has to be open so you can get fried chicken. Two caveats besides that one. So besides that one, I'm I've the idea of camping on Tom Sawyer Island sounds fantastic. Only problem is I'm not much of a camper. I'm I'm a kind of delicate. So I need Imagineering to put one of those Fort Wilderness cabins there. They could take it down the next day, but if the cabin's there, I'm good. That's glamping, right? Is that what that means? Well, that's why I think that I would sleep in the fort. In the fort? Right. Okay. I, I'm let me also All be right, clear. I'll, I'll accept this that, is but, not uh, the, this is not the body of a camper by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. But the fort's cool, right? The fort is a cool yeah, place to be able yeah. to to spend the night and you have all the or at least most of the necessary necessary amenities there. Right. Or the caves? That's inside. I'm not brave enough for that. The caves could be a little spook. I think the caves would be yeah. a little spooky at night. You scared me off of the caves. I'm not because you told me how creepy they were. I can't do it. Uh, let's see. My next one. Okay, I'm going to go here. Actually, one thing when you presented this topic to me, one one of the things that came to mind was the thing that kids do, and I don't remember doing this when I was little, but there's a lot of places you can go. As a kid, if you're in school with some of your friends, if you have a birthday party, you can go to this place, uh, like in the cities, have museums and things like that, where you can have a sleepover with your friends and spend the night. So I was thinking of places in Disney that would kind of go along that same idea. And in Philadelphia, up here in sunny Pennsylvania, we have the Franklin Institute which you all remember from National Treasure, of course. And they do that there. If you uh, have a birthday party, you can go spend the night in the atrium with Ben Franklin and, and have some science fun and, and that kind of thing. So I thought in Disney, let's go to another institute. Let's go to the Dino Institute. Hmm. And let's have a sleepover there. And I'm not talking at the feet of the Carnotaurus. That's not going to work because... <laughs> I'm a light sleeper. That's not going to work. But I'm thinking like in the queue, that big round area you have, that is the Dino Institute. And it's like the museum with the exhibits and all that. And I, I was thinking how fun it would be if you were a kid and you had your friends and you had a slumber party there and you were in the Dino thing and you had like Dino activities and things like that. You could order in food and you could run downstairs and put a little ketchup mustard mayonnaise on your thing by turning the pipes on, <laughs> which would be a lot of fun. 
But I think for uh, dinosaur lovers, and I was one as a kid, I was a huge dinosaur kid. That would have been like the ultimate sleepover birthday party experience to have it at a dino institute. And thankfully, there's one in the animal kingdom. So I'd love to hang out there. They have to take the queue stuff out, the ropes and stuff, but uh, they can put that back the next day. Interesting. You won't ride the attraction, but you want to sleep there. No, overnight. all right. I, no, I love actually. I love the attraction. It's it's just not the most uh, sleep friendly attraction, you might say, in Walt Disney World. It's a little bumpy, a little loud. We'll go on the ride, but we'll hang out in the uh, museum park. Tim Foster's top ten attractions to fall asleep on in Walt Disney there you World. Go. Don't Dinosaur. you dare say American. <laughs> don't you dare say American Adventure. Um, <laughs> Okay, I will follow you over to Disney's Animal Kingdom where uh, I have, uh, surprisingly, you know, like, you nobody wants to sleep over Disney's Animal Kingdom because it's 17 degrees hotter with, you know, 100% more humidity. But I actually have more than one spot at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And this idea of camping slash glamping is going to follow along with us because I am going to sort of camp Santa slash glamp out not necessarily where you might think all that all that's on my list as well but i'm going over to the navi river journey yes it's on my list it's inside it's air conditioned you have the beautiful (laughs) flora and and fauna that's glowing with the bioluminescent lights and you've got the, the sounds of the, the shaman of, of song and all that beautiful music in the background. I love water and I love water features and the, the sound of like the gently flowing Navi River and that sort of lapping water. And I think I think there's something there's something incredibly relaxing about that attraction to me. And, and visually it's stunning. But if you've been on it more than once and especially like if you're, you're local or you have a chance to go on it again. Go on at one time and close your eyes and just experience it with your ears only because those those exotic rainforest sounds of these alien creatures and the music, there's something very, very soothing and very serene and very calming about that. So... I would first pack a lunch and dinner and snacks from Satuli Canteen, and I would glamp out inside the Navi River Journey. I love that. That's one of my favorite attractions. I'm probably saying that wrong. I don't don't even know what that means, but. Well, you have to sing it, not say it. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, We don't want to hear that either, but. No, I sort of had that. I. I'm going to cheat because this isn't my real answer, but I had Pandora on my list, but I was thinking more of unless this is the other one you were talking about, in which case I don't want to steal this from you. You don't know what I'm talking about. Nope. No clue. All right. <laughs> no, I just had Pandora, but more. No, it's, this being, is the only thing I have in Pandora. Oh no. More of being out in Pandora and, and having, they definitely will need to make some accommodations for me, but having <laughs> a uh, place to stay on one of the mountains, like partway up and, 
<laughs> then being able, but then being able to look out over the Pandora Vista with all of the bioluminescent fauna and the waterfalls and how cool that would be. Because that's one of our favorite places. So are you going to like, night. are you one of those guys that's going to like scale the side of the Pandora no. Mountains? No, 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 no. Imagineer, those... they need to make me a villa with a balcony <laughs> with an elevator. No, you see those I, I told like, you, I can't. I need a cabin. I can't sleep outside. I'm much less. I'm not scaling any mountains, much less the mountain that's floating in the sky. Right. You ever so, see like those people that like scale the sides? Yes. Of, like, and then they like sleep there. They like put their yeah. little, like, um, I don't know what they I want to be clear. That is not that is, what I meant. So <laughs> I'm in the lap of luxury here. I want to be sitting in a hot tub looking out over this. I'm not. Mommy, what is that, that man doing on the side? Of, don't worry, honey. That's just Tim right. Foster. He's, it's he's like a little over. tent, like kind of hammered in the side and just don't roll yeah, over. No, 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 no I don't. Right. I'm not. No. All right. So my my real next one. So I was thinking of Epcot and I was thinking of World Showcase. And that seems like an easy one. And I could probably do my entire top 10 by going around each pavilion. But I thought, well, let me pick the one I would want to stay at the most. And it wasn't actually that hard. It's one of my favorite new places to go to in all of Disney, much less Epcot, is the, the Ratatouille Courtyard in the France Pavilion. Oh, nice. It's just breathtaking. I, I love going there just to go there. Not, I mean, I love the attraction, but not to even go on the attraction Assuming I don't have my lightning lane pass and I'm not waiting in the 90 minute line, but just going there and exploring and hanging out. And the France Pavilion is already one of my favorites for the, the atmosphere and the music and going into the new courtyard really takes you away because now you're off of the main thoroughfare of World Showcase. And and it's so, it's so set up to be a place to stay. There's a hotel. Hotel du Marche is right there. There's a sign for it. I don't know what's behind the door. It's probably a storeroom, but they can turn that into a nice place to stay. Go get a macaron when I want some. Visit Le Cave de Dago, if I'm saying that right. The Ego. Get some wine from Anton Ego. and But but just hang out. It's like if without going to France and Paris specifically, I feel like, because I've never been there, this is as close as I'm going to get. Uh, but again, it's just so beautiful. And especially at night, I can imagine how beautiful when there aren't hundreds of people there visiting, but how beautiful and quiet it would be under the the glowing sign of Gusteau's and the Skyliner in the distance. Um, one of my favorite places to go. And I would love to not just stay the night there. If I could spend my whole vacation staying there, I'd be happy. But I'll take one night. That's a good call. Um, I mean, you could also just go stay in Paris too, which would basically be the same thing. But that's well, that's not in Walt Disney World. And that wasn't the uh, premise of our question. <laughs> that was not the assignment. <laughs> so I got to take the, the shortcut. Uh, all right, I'll follow you around the world. I'll follow you around the room and follow you around the world, and I will also go over to Epcot specifically into World Showcase, where I actually had two, but this is going to come as no shock to anybody that knows me or has ever listened to an episode of the show before. Um, very, very, very high on my list was certainly going to Japan. Yes. And I, I'd give myself oh. two different options here because I'm not a camper. I'm not even a glamper, but <laughs> I think with the right type of tent, I would sort of move those red umbrella tables and push them aside or remove them and i would camp up up top outside mm -hmm. 
next to Ketsura Grill, um, with you have the sort of bamboo at your back rustling in the night. You have the wonderful, the beautiful, again, the, the serenity of the music and the waterfall and the lanterns and the sushi and the koi pond. I'm assuming that Ketsura Grill is just open for my disposal like all night long. Of course. Um, it, 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 for me, remains one of my favorite places in in all of walt disney world i love the the peace and serenity that and the happiness that that simple location brings me um when i go that being said if we're going to sort of have a little poetic and creative license i would also wonder what it would be like to spend the night inside of the castle the, the shirazagi or the the white egret castle ah. that that was sort of based off that uh, himeji castle in in japan um I, I love this idea of this replica of this castle that's you know 700 plus years old and what it could look like to experience it inside and the views the sort of commanding views that you would have not just of the japan pavilion itself but but all of world showcase from from that location i love you know what i i was toying i was torn between those two and i knew i had a feeling you were going to go there so i gave it to you because that's how much i care but yeah i'm with you that's one of my i think i feel like we say this on every single show we do together but that's (laughs) one of our both of our favorite places is that little courtyard up in japan you know what we need to do tim we need to go to, to like real Japan together. You know well, that I'm going to do another Adventures by Disney, like a group Adventures by Disney to Japan in 2025, right? You don't I'm know going? that. Yeah. You have to come. Everybody would be so happy if you were I there. need that that's ultra super awesome first class little apartment <laughs> plane. No. Celebrations that's Magazine, by the way, is now on sale at celebrationspress.com. <laughs> it's more like a GoFundMe just to get Tim to, to We're doing a GoFundMe <laughs> to go to Paris. Hey, forget that. You and I don't know. No, I feel like we have. You and I have been together up in that courtyard in Japan. We have. We, need we to, have. There you go. We need to like record something together at Japan. I know. The new restaurant opened. The, the new Izakaya <gasps> is open. Oh, my God. I can't wait. As oh. if Japan couldn't. It, as oh. if like the perfect Japan pavilion couldn't get any more perfect. The fact that an Izakaya is is opening um, it is has me incredibly excited. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm also finishing up uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom so we can share some good Nintendo <laughs> stories. No spoilers, though. Let's see for my, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because I'll, I'll move away from world showcase, but honestly, if we were doing a top 10. This could have been world showcase all the way around. Maybe that'll be another thing we could do one day, but getting away from there, you know, I'm going to stay in Epcot though. And I'm going to go to that, that other part in Epcot, the part up front. And I thought this would be really fun to go to the seas with Nemo and friends pavilion. Hmm. And not the attraction itself, although that might be fun, but, and I've long thought about doing this ever since back to the days of the living seas and when it rained and rained and rained, but just camping out in the aquarium and in particular up on the second floor, when you go down that corridor and you get that circular viewing area, just planning yourself there. And just spending the night with, surrounded by the water and the fish, and it's it's 
just so beautiful there. But there's so many places in the pavilion you could stay out on the main floor uh, underneath the, the diving tubes and in with Bruce the shark. I'm not sure if that would be the most relaxing place in the world. But, but that place, uh, that circular viewing area, um, I just love staying in there just as long as I can. Fortunately, there's always a lot of people there in tour groups. Another great place if you were doing you're you're a kid and you're doing your birthday party at a science museum kind of place that would be cool because i know aquariums you can do that sort of thing and um it's such a beautiful spot to hang out and have burgers i guess having fish wouldn't be a good <laughs> idea having burgers um okay i you know what i'll i'll come back then like you i'll i'll circle back to world showcase a little later um, I'm going to go to one. I would be shocked if this was on your list and I, mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if it's on a lot of people's list because I don't think, and I think for some years now, even, even pre COVID, I think that this area has been off limits to guess, but at one point it used to be open and it used to be sort of my favorite, like come with me. I, you know, Tim, I think you're like me, you know, when we are with, friends and family we we have these moments where we're just so excited to share a, a detail a story a, a sort of magical thing that that maybe people don't often see in Walt Disney it's why i used to love giving private tours i used to give private tours of magic kingdom and i used to love sort of showing off these little things that that people wouldn't necessarily go to and this room is actually within an attraction but it is not Part of the attraction, I think, that one you could access anymore and really was a lot of people, I think, didn't know that it was there. I'm being very sort of evasive in terms of getting to it. But the place that I'd love to spend the night is the captain's quarters on the Liberty Square Riverboat. Oh, so if you remember back when this is the gym (laughs) sequence uh, back on the second deck of the Liberty Square a riverboat, like outside sort of the the, uh, wheelhouse, are the captain's quarters. And I believe it's closed off now. It's a very simple, it's a very small room with a a desk and a shelf and a small bed and a nightstand and a mirror. And it's not big and it's not fancy and it's very simple, which is part of the reason why I I love it so much. you would never guess by looking at the room behind me and, and all sort of my, you know, Disney and, and fan art and stuff and, and collectibles that I have behind me. But I really sort of love this, this and embrace this. It sort of goes back to my love of Japan, right? This idea of ma, um, this, this celebration of simplicity and, and not the things, but almost like the space in between them and this idea of, of, of Japanese minimalism. But that's what this very simple captain's quarters look like it, it is not elegant it is not fancy it is not the, the cinderella suite it is quite modest and it's part of what i love but the bed has a little window next to it and the desk has a little window next to it and i love the water i love the history and the story and the sound of that paddle wheeler and the steam like that chugging of the steam engine as you sort of ply the rivers of america i think it would be a very like relaxing quiet peaceful and very restful night 
spent just sort of wandering around or even sort of docked, um, you know, in Liberty Square, but going around the rivers of America at night, sleeping in the humble captain's quarters. I love it. So we are tooling around the rivers of America, right? We're not just staying docked, We can right? tool. Listen, I don't want to put anybody out, but yes, if we could go around in circles, I'm perfectly... Like the Disney oh, they're, Cruise they're, Line, they're I don't care about the ports. You. I don't care about the ports, uh, just so I can be on the ship. No, I was going to say, this is fantastic, because I know you... you you're per, One of your perpetual goals, I think, in life is to get me on a Disney cruise one day. It will happen. Every time we meet, you try and get me one. And uh, who knows? This one you got a real shot on. I can handle that one because I have my trepidations about cruising and being seasick and all that kind of stuff. I think I can handle this one. This one, so I you think might, you're okay. You might have gotten the solution. So I think we're good. I love that idea. Let's see. Where am I going to? Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to do this because you were saying this and it made me think of something else. And then made me think of something else. And this one. You'll see what I mean. It's you didn't throw this out as it can't do, but I'm going to go back to something that isn't around anymore. Because you didn't say I couldn't. So when you were talking about the the captain's quarters on the boat, I was thinking of another boat where I think there was a room. I don't know if there were captain's quarters specifically, but inside Donald's boat in Two Town Fair, <laughs> there was a little place you can go in and look at the map. And I thought that would be fun. But then, then I immediately thought, wait a minute, forget it. Mickey's Country House, Minnie's Country House. Oh, nice. How fun, how fun would it have been to stay in either one of those? And really I can't nice. decide Good which one call. I would rather stay in. That's a nice poll right there. I didn't even think yeah. about that. I didn't even think. I think Minnie's Country House. If you had to choose one, which one would you stay in? That's a tough I remember, one. wasn't it Minnie's house that had the kitchen with like the yeah. pies and stuff? But assuming that those were actually edible, she also had the nice garden in the back too. Right, we went to the food. Yeah, I might, I might, yeah. I might go with Minnie's. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Gone by. Hey, the refrigerator full of cheese. Was that in Minnie's house <laughs> or I think it was Minnie's? That's house. my house. My house is well, your house. <laughs> Honestly, that's my house too. We went shopping and uh, my daughter came over and, wow, that's great. Look at the cheese door. Yep, that's your kitchen, Pops. That's my <laughs> It's why I loved going to Paris with my daughter when we went to Disneyland Paris because <laughs> every restaurant is just bread and cheese. I'm like, this is Fromage. like, this is what yeah. heaven is. This. <laughs> and I got home and none of my clothes fit. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, I, I'll stick with you again, right? I'm following you around the world. Okay. And this idea of places that no longer, well, it's, it sort of exists, but doesn't really anymore. And this might be the most extreme and unrealistic of all the unrealistic places that we're talking <laughs> about. And this one, I would really, I would be outside of my comfort zone in some respects and very much within my comfort zone in others because I love the idea of... Um, I love abandoned places, right? I, I love being able to, not that I get to go and explore them on my own, but but virtually through the power of the internet, there are urban explorers and other explorers that go and explore and, and visit abandoned sites. And there's something that's incredibly fascinating to me about that. And one of the most intriguing of all the still remaining abandoned and relatively untouched sites in all of Walt Disney World that I would love to stay in now 
And yes, I'll deal with the camping because I'm going to have to camp there. I'm going to deal with the bugs. I'm going to deal with all the stuff that makes me uncomfortable would be Discovery Island. Yes. I ah. would love to go over to because some of the buildings are actually still there. Um, you can still see there, there's remnant of the buildings and it literally is like. It's like a. I also love dystopian films and stuff like that too. I know I'm a weirdo, <laughs> but in Italy, it's almost like this post-apocalyptic snapshot in time. This, it wasn't just uh, a place where you know animals and birds and, and stuff like that were were kept, but it was this you know this this island that had shops and stores and and things to do and and recreational activities and stuff too and now it's sort of the and and don't ever do this but some knuckleheads have actually gone and sort of urban explored there and they will never be allowed back into Walt Disney World ever again <laughs> when they get whenever they get out of jail but there have been some some pictures taken of abandoned discovery island and i remember going there as a kid when it was obviously open. And so the idea of visiting a place that no one has seen in such a long time that I have memories of visiting as a kid and really has not been touched in decades. Uh, Disney has allowed the natural inhabitants, the the birds and, and the animals and the creatures that inhabit Discovery Island to take over Discovery Island. Not like Island of Dr. Moreau kind of weird way, but but those are sort of the only inhabitants and people that are allowed to go on there now. But I would love to urban explore sort of some of the building remnants that were there, um, see if it sparks any kind of memories and just sort of get a sense of a little bit of lost Walt Disney World. I love that. Actually, I had that next to Tom Sawyer Island says same idea. I need a cabin, you know, if I'm going to stay there. But yeah, it, no, it would I be think nice that's a great idea. Yeah. I don't even know. I feel like I should know if, if there's is there any like wildlife nature preserve thing going on over there, like officially or was there? Or so there just, was kind of what it is. Right. I mean, it's so remember at, at first before Disney got here, um, before it was Discovery Island, it was Raz Island. Um, it was owned mm. by a um, a radio DJ like back in the thirties. And then it was, it became Riles Island after that. And then Disney purchased it in like 65, I think. Then they made a treasure Island, right? At first it was treasure yeah. Island. And you did this like Walt Disney world cruise tour. And there was a very sort of loose pirate theming on top of these uh, animal exhibits that were there. And I think there was like 400 different like types of birds then it became Discovery Island in the late 70s, probably like 77, 78, somewhere around there. And it closed, I think, like a decade later, like 88, 89, um, somewhere around. But but the animals that were there, like the vultures and all the other, I believe that they're still there. Like because so many natural inhabitants and predators and what sort of took over the island, they allowed them to just sort of um, stay there. And I don't think that there's any plans to to do anything yeah. with it at this point. It's fun because we go staying at the Wilderness Lodge and Contemporary quite often. We That's one. Of, it's actually one of our favorite non-attraction attractions is the uh, the boat loop there. Mm -hmm. 
when it's running. Although last time I was there, I don't think they're running that. Hopefully they're running it again. But um, no, we love that. Like going around, especially when you go out and around Discovery Island around the back. But just looking at the shoreline and seeing uh, a, a big bird. What is that bird? You know, and, and and having that thought, like, what would it be like to be there and wander around? And is it creepy, abandoned? Especially when it's at night. Oh, oh. And if you if you ever take out a watercraft or even sort of go like back and forth, yeah. if you ever, if you take out a watercraft, if you you cannot approach the island. The the security boats will sw- swarm swarm very very quickly <laughs> on you. But you, yeah. if depending on how close you get, or even some of the the Disney watercraft, you can see little bits of yeah. remnant sometimes of of what was on the island. Yeah, it's like a, a story waiting to be told. Yeah, oh, love it. Um, I'm actually, I think we left top 10 in the rear view mirror. Oh, ages ago. ago. Ages ago. But I am running, running down on my list here. Let's see what I got left here. Uh, All right, I'll do this one. This was the other, and actually this is the first thing I thought of, and I don't remember much about it. This is another one of those things. It's not here anymore, but I loved it at the day. And it'd be fun to go back and visit this these days. And this was in Epcot. And in Innoventions, and for a while, you could visit the House of Innoventions. Wow. You remember this. Nice. Yeah. Nice retro pull. I like Yeah. This. And I, that was always one of my favorite things to do. It was one of the few things that had a line you had to wait for. <laughs> but and I don't remember a whole lot about it, but it was the House of the Future. And you were the, the idea of Innoventions and Epcot. You would see what's the latest and greatest or, or on the horizon in terms of technology, in this case, what's coming to the home. And I remember like a big jacuzzi tub with a built-in <laughs> TV. And I feel like if we went back there, because this was when would this 90s when mm-hmm. I would have been seeing this, and they probably had things like a big 32-inch plasma tv Ooh. <laughs> or a device that will talk to you and you can say turn the lights like 25 percent stuff we would look at and go or your kids especially look at this isn't this fantastic this is my everyday life pops what do you, what's the big deal it would probably be fun to look at it but but back in the day it was so fun to look at but uh to spend the night in the house of interventions mm-hmm. yes please like and then it. when the Rainbow Tunnel was in Interventions for a while, spending the night there. But that's a whole other thing I might get to later. But Interesting. Uh, I, too, yeah. have just a couple more on my list that I can just hit very, very quickly. Um, I won't even I won't even do any honorable mentions. That's how quickly I'll go through. You know, I had. Well, I have one. I have one I can add more before if you're going to rattle off a bunch. Well, I'll save I'll save one Where'd for last because I have a feeling it's on your list. Okay. I All think right. it has to be on All your right. list. I had the. Uh, Harambe Wildlife Preserve on my list. And I said, Mangello, look, there's no way in any sort of reality that you are going to camp out in the middle of, you know, this this savannah with an outdoor fire pit, even though there's no animals there. I'm sure the views would be great, but I know you would never really do it. So instead, I will quickly pop over back to World Showcase. Um, and, and I... I know I can go visit the real place, but because of sort of the place and time that is it is locked into, I would go into the back of the United Kingdom Pavilion. 
and I would uh, get a little apartment over there on Cherry Tree Lane and have a early 1900s turn of the century sort of evening with a little, I'm sort of, a, in my mind's eye, Tim, I'm sort of imagining this very sort of Mary Poppins-esque <laughs> experience Aww. in in um, in the back of the UK pavilion, even though it would probably not be like that at all. That's the way I would sort of envision, you know, having a little tea with, not even Mary Poppins, did a little tea with Julie Andrews. And I mean, as long as I'm imagining, um, and then falling asleep with sort of some, some, music sort of wafting through the air and the very last place. And I am shocked that this was not the first or early mention mm. on yours or either of our lists. Uh, how did we not mention wanting to spend the night in the haunted mansion? I, you know what? It's, uh, it's the first thing I had on my it's list. It's the first thing I had on my list and we never talked about it. I know. And then you said tower of terror and that kind of threw me off and then I never came back to it. <laughs> but because I really thought I thought this was going to be one you were like yes he didn't say it so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as as the first and I darn it I didn't do it but go ahead yeah go ahead. I mean I love the mansion it it probably still remains you know my all time favorite attraction and then I was like well where would I want to where would I want to sleep I think I would have That's, to sleep up in the attic really because that was the question which room are I you I think picking? I have to sleep up as as wild and and creepy as it might be and i so i grew up in an old really old victorian house uh, when i lived in new jersey and there's something about that attic we we had an attic when i say it was like that i just sort of mean sort of the exposed wood and it sort of smelled a certain yeah. way and that's what this attic reminds me now mind you the attic in my house totally creeped me out i was pretty sure it was the amityville horror up there and it was haunted <laughs> but um you know because we know, like, I could, I think that's where I would want to spend my time and explore and sort of, you know, rifle through some of the the, the trunks that are up there and, and wonder what sort of stuff from Constance's husband's might be locked away um, oh. in the attic. Hmm. Uh, you know, because I, I, yeah, I had that and I was thinking which room. And I felt like if I would have said the attic, you would have, are you insane, <laughs> little Timmy Foster? So I thought... Like the ballroom would be, I mean, any room, the ballroom, the graveyard, you know, it would be fun. You have your free, this is going back to the, you're a kid and having a sleepover with your friends and stuff. And you stay in the attic or the ballroom and then you have, you have dares you have to go on and you dare someone to go to the, <laughs> go to the graveyard and like pet the dog or something like that. Or, uh, that would be fun. I don't know how much sleeping would get done, but. Uh, well, after a while, that song over uh, and over again, uh, too, would be like small world. Like, all right, I got it. Graveyard. You know, it's funny. There were there were attractions I thought of like that, and I I didn't put Small World on my list, but I almost did. I think of which room, but I knew, and even Carousel of Progress. Like at some point, I'm trusting that they will turn the music off. You know, because <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot to. Do. Uh, wait, um, quick, you got more what, right? No, no. <laughs> my question to you is this: Yes, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, or now yeah. is the time. Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. I'm just curious, just question. Right. I I st I know like even the Shermans. I love now is the time. I do. I love 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 now is the time. Now is I, the you best know what? time. Confession. Be the time of joy I'm not, I don't think I visited the attraction when that was the song. 
I did so, a lot, so and I think that's biased, probably why so. it's yeah. I think that's probably why it sticks yeah. with me so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I might have when I was little, but I don't remember. So my my Carousel of Progress is the current one. So. <laughs> uh, all right, do you have more? Or can I? Throw that's a it. Couple I'm all more? done. You're all done. Wait, I, I'm the one that can do the honorable mentions. It's here? all you, baby. Now is the like, time. I didn't have now any. is the best time. Life I, I is a prize. Live every I minute. See what you did there. All right. Right here and now, you've got it made. Well, let's see. So, really quickly, one of the things I thought when we were going to do our self imposed rules for this, <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to do a rule. It can't, and you kind of did in the beginning of the show. We're not talking about a place you can actually stay. We're talking about places that. You can't actually stay. But I th I did think of if he's going to let me include one. I was trying to think of what's a place I could stay that I have no hope of staying in my life. And there's so many, but I just went, let's go to the Grand Suite at the Grand Floridian. It's bigger than my house. <laughs> it's bigger than my house. And five, five balconies. And I mean, that would be cool. But the one I didn't put the Castle Suite as a place I would like to stay, because I'm not sure if I would get creeped out. I did find out, I don't know if this is accurate, but I thought a fun fact I think I learned was, like, you can't book it right now, as even if you wanted to. It's not a place you can book. I, I mean, if your name started with Tom and ended with Cruz, I guess they'd work something out for you. But for you and me, <laughs> not so much. But I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, but they said if there's tours you can take, and you can add on a visit to the castle suite on one of the tours for the low, low price of $12,000, which makes it not just the most expensive room to stay, which you can't stay at. It's just the most expensive room to visit. Now, I read it on the Internet, whether it's true or not, who knows? But that's fun. One, and one thing, though, I think I'm surprised neither one of us said it. I held off it forever was. Any building on Main Street, USA, the second floor, put a place up there to stay and I'll stay there. Just don't put it next to the voice lessons room because that <laughs> I can't take all night long. But um, and that was it. I did. I asked my mother this question and she went right to this was a good one. I thought she's going to go living with the land, not in the gardens, but I want to stay in the farmhouse. That's it. I, I was thought, just, I was fun. just say, how did none of us mention the farmhouse? That's fun. Order up from from the garden grill for dinner or breakfast, but uh, that would be fun. And that kind of rounded out my list uh, for places to stay. And so many we didn't get to. Yeah, the the farmhouse. I'm sure everybody's was, saying it. There. The farmhouse was was in the back of my mind, sort of being up and you know, uh, staying up in that second story bedroom and the way I'm picturing it and having a nice little living room I, downstairs and. I, I feel like through the magic of forced perspective, that second floor is actually like four feet tall. Or and that's like perfect that. for me. So, uh, well, yeah, you said it. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's other places too. The, so one place I had on my list and that I didn't mention, and, and actually the, the, the person who Thatcher had this on his too. Um, but I don't know if it's where I would want to stay overnight. Again, I'm, I'm, I seem to sort of gravitate towards simpler places, simpler times. I wonder what those Echo Lake apartments look like mm -hmm. near the 50s primetime cafe and the tune-in lounge. 
And if I could go downstairs and get some of the meatloaf and a PB&J milkshake and take it back up to my room with me, that's that's a good night right there. Well, I'll do this because you actually I, I forgot about it, but I assumed you were going to take it because you threw it out as the example. So I didn't even bother. But Galaxy's Edge staying there, like staying in Batu, like having a place in, in the marketplace, staying there. If you're going to go for the peanut butter milkshake, which is the correct answer, but I would go I'd go get some blue milk. See what that's nice. But I had I had a random thought. I was thinking of Galaxy's Edge and either staying in Batu or staying on the Millennium Falcon. That would be fun. Oh, that's yeah, that's nice. You know, that's a good one. Or I thought I had a funny thought, and uh, Star Wars people go with me here, but like on, on Rise of the Resistance, and I thought it'd be, f- I'm not sure if how fun it would be to stay there being on a first order cruiser. And the room with all the stormtroopers could be fun, but it's a lot of eyes looking at me. And then I had, <laughs> I had a thought, and they don't have this in this room, but it just brought to mind a conundrum i always felt with star wars was whenever you're on the death star an imperial cruiser or something like that you're in the hangar or the millennium falcon then there's always that big gaping chasm that hole on the floor (laughs) with the riser that comes up to bring the troops on and stuff and i can't remember if you're if you're just a worker bee on on the death star walking around and how often does it happen you're talking to hey did you see the game last night yeah and you didn't see and you fall, and I'd be afraid I would do that, even though they're not there on Rise of the Resistance. So I'd probably go to the Millennium Falcon. That was just a random, bizarre thought that was so silly. I thought I'm not going to include it on the show, but you opened the door, right? Just because of OSHA, there's no way that that you know insert insert Wilhelm <laughs> scream here. I don't think OSHA exists in the Star Wars. <laughs> clearly, universe. clearly it does not. I mean, a guardrail is it so there's much? There's no to rails on the Death Star <laughs> laser cannon thing. Like what's jeez. They call them like they lean could, they rails. They could spring the extra five bucks to put the rail on. All right, wait, what, what extinct attraction? They call them lean rails. Oh, oh. Timekeeper. Yo, God, I, if you were here, I'd give you such a hug. Oh, oh I'd love, that would be a fun. <laughs> Monsters, oh. All right, you know what? That there's There could be a part two, three, four. There's a lot, <laughs> and there's a lot that we missed, which is why you who is listening, screaming at your car, screaming at your phone, <laughs> potentially if you're on the treadmill, screaming in the middle of the gymnasium like a crazy person, what did we miss? What is the place that you would love to ideally, in a fantasy world, spend the night in Walt Disney World? Call me right now from wherever you are. Call the voicemail. I'll play it on the air. 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. If you're not a voicemail kind of guy or gal, it's okay. I'll put the question in the clubhouse. Really curious to see where you would like to spend the night with or without little Timmy Foster and your copy, by the way, of yeah. Celebrations Magazine that I'm sure you'll bring along with you. Woohoo! That might be the fall issue, which is going to press as we speak. Stop it. I will not stop it. We're going to put it in the mail. Don't listen, yes. Timmy Foster. Don't stop what you're doing. Whatever. You know it what is. else we got going on? No. We have a new book. What? 112 Disney List <laughs> Volume 2. I Wait finally did Volume 2. That would make it's it 220 out. something. Yeah. And we total. updated the first one because the fastest attraction might not be the fastest attraction since we did oh. the first book. And I'm hard at work. We have our 50-year Walt Disney World coffee table book, our 40-year Epcot coffee table book. I'm working on 
the 100-year Celebrations Coffee Table Book with free pin, which you I have still so have many, to design. You could literally build a coffee table out of your coffee you table You could build books. a coffee table out of the book. A coffee table becomes a coffee. Ooh, I'll put <laughs> legs in it like the... the like Kramer. That, uh, happened on that show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's coming soon. Many details to come. And I've got to really work hard. But yeah. Anyway. And you can find all that good stuff and Tim Foster over at Celebrations Press. I'll certainly link to it in the show notes. But hopefully... You know it, you love it, and have it memorized and have your subscription as well. We'd also like to know what top 10 list would you like to have us cover on a future episode? Again, put it in the clubhouse, call the voicemail, or email me, lou at www.radio.com. Little Timmy Foster, I love you, man. I love doing these with you. I can't wait for you to come down here. We're going to do one together. We're going to frolic. We're going to eat, and we're going to hit all the places that we've talked about I mean, not staying over, but we'll, we'll at least Japan. We'll at least. Hit I Japan. think, yeah, I think let's make a put a call in, see if they'll let us spend the night in Japan. We'll have a slumber party. We'll do it. I think that you should come here. And yeah. I think you've only been to maybe one in all the years. One, maybe two. Maybe we need to do a meet of the month at Japan yeah. with Tim Foster. Yes. Oh, yeah. OK, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make my that. people. We'll get with you. <laughs> I am. That means I'll people. call you later. That's right. <laughs> You are the best, brother. I love being here. Love being here. Love you. Oh, shucks, man. Love you, too. (laughs) I'm going to stop recording before it gets weird. (laughs) It's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see a way you pay attention to the details of what you see, hear, or remember. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. Because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast, the contest, the giveaways, they're all thanks to and by, for, with, and about you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month. But you also get exclusive rewards every month, like scavenger hunts, trivia quests. You can participate in our group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group. There's shirts, stickers, monthly care packages from the parks, early access and discounts to special events, and a lot more. And I appreciate your love and support and friendship and help. And more importantly, I love being able to give back to you Every month, I want to quickly thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Jessica Cool, Mike Fox, Brian Moran, Marie Rispoli, Carrie Lee, and Jenny. It's just Jenny. If you want to find out how you can help the show and our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me what show in Walt Disney World were Bird and Tiger once the hosts of? It's not what they were. It's who they were. It's actually the names of the hosts of this extinct Walt Disney World attraction. Thanks to all of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew that Bird and Tiger were once the hosts of the Trans Center. You're like, what? Where? The Trans Center was in World of Motion, more specifically, at the post-show area of World of Motion. They were sometimes known as Bird and Robot. Bird was 
uh, a toucan, and an assembly line robot was Tiger. So, like, the Enchanted Tiki Room make meets GM assembly line, which is basically what that was. And believe it or not, it was one of the most popular shows in Epcot when it opened with the park in October 1982. So as you disembarked from your World of Motion attraction vehicle, Bird was the animatronic toucan that did all the talking, while Tiger was using his arm to interact with different objects that Bird was pointing out throughout the show. Like the attraction and the post-show itself, it really was about showcasing and kind of showing off the advanced technology of the General Motors assembly line and encouraging people to hopefully decide to go home and buy a GM vehicle. Now, they remained at and with the attraction until World of Motion permanently closed in January 1996 to make way for, eventually, Test Track. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were once again playing for a WW Radio mug, pin, and a mystery prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Brianna J. So, Brianna, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, this week, we're going to go from Epcot over, not to the Disney Village Marketplace, but to Pleasure Island, because I want you to tell me who served as the icon and really the mascot for Pleasure Island since its opening. This one too, a little bit tricky, you have to sort of go back into your memory banks, but if you remember the old logo for Pleasure Island, there was an icon and a person and a mascot that adorned that logo, and this mascot had a name. Who was it? Who was this icon and mascot for Pleasure Island? You have until Sunday, August 13th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on the Sweeps Podcast, use the form there. Once again, you're going to play for a WW Radio mug, a pin, and another mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to tune in this and every week. I know how valuable your time is, and I sincerely appreciate you spending and sharing some of it with me. I'm really curious to hear where you'd like to spend the night in Walt Disney World. So please come be part of the community and conversation over in the clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Like the WW Radio page at facebook.com slash WW Radio. You can also connect with me directly on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, threads, LinkedIn, Facebook, and X. You can email me, Lou, at WW Radio if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on an upcoming episode of the show. And you can call the voicemail with a question, a comment, a hello from the parks, or an answer to this week's question about where you want to spend the night in Walt Disney World at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And of course, as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug, which is why our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be Saturday August 19th from 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. in Epcot, just in time for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. We're going to meet indoors, you're welcome, at the Brewing Labs over at the Odyssey. Come alone, bring the whole family, come for the meet and stay for the festival. I would love for you to come by, say hi. You can learn more on RSVP on the events page at www.radio.com. 
please also visit LouMangelo.com to find out how we might be able to work together. In addition to everything I do on the Disney side of things, I'm a keynote speaker and a coach and an event host uh, on a mission to really help you build your brand and business by launching, growing, and monetizing the thing that you love through one-on-one coaching, my weekly mastermind group, a new group is going to be forming in September, and my events, including my 50-person Momentum Weekend Workshop this September. We now have only five seats left, but you can still take advantage of a $100 off coupon by using the discount code UNLOCK100 in this three-day, one-room, 50-person, intimate and interactive workshop. You will learn practical and tactical lessons and strategies. Start doing the work right in the room. Network with other like-minded people in an environment of inspiration, education, and community. To learn more, you can visit lumangelo.com slash momentum or reach out to me directly if you have any questions. And whether you're coming to Momentum, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, is in Walt Disney World. It's during the Food and Wine Festival. There's always a method to my madness. Or if you're taking your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line vacation, or you're traveling to anywhere in the world, you can please go and visit our friends over at mousefantravel.com for not just an exceptional level of personal service, which really is their hallmark, but they're also going to help you find the best possible prices create a vacation that's specifically designed for you and your family actively seek out any and all discounts that are available and it all comes at no cost to you you can visit them over at mousefantravel.com tell them loose on you and finally always remember to choose the good to find the good in everything and every person that you encounter because you have the power to make a difference to inspire others and create a ripple effect of kindness, compassion, and happiness that I promise you will make the world a better place and you happier, one person, one interaction, one day at a time. And believe it or not, you've already done it because simply by you being here, you have made me happy. I am so grateful to you and for you. I hope the show has brought you a little bit of happiness and put a smile on your face this week. And I really do hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time, Love you. Appreciate you. See ya. Hi, Mr. Lou. It's Peter Batista from Rhode Island. I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I hope you had a great day. See you soon. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Tom Free calling from Manhattan. How are you? Uh, I'm just calling to say thank you uh, for the podcast episode called uh, Joining Forces. Powerful and remarkable relationship between Disney and the military, um, which is a very appropriate title. I um, I just want to commend you and your guest uh, on the show, uh, Lee Stanley, for the for the idea and for for making the show happen. It's it's amazing on so many levels. Um, but I was specifically caught up in the discussion about the work Disney did producing films to support uh, the armed forces during World War II. I did know about it, like many people, but I didn't. You know, I didn't really, wasn't really aware of the full scope. And about 2010, I had bought the Walt Disney Treasures uh, set, the DVDs called Walt Disney on the Front Lines, which focuses on those years. And I watched some of the cartoons, Donald Duck getting drafted and talking about paying people paying taxes and their Fuhrer's face and so forth. And they were great. And then I put the DVD back on this shelf, and it just sat there for for 13 years until I listened to your pop podcast episode. And uh, until then, I never would have even thought to watch 
the Disney's feature film, uh, Victory Through Air Power, which is also on that set. If I, if I hadn't heard, uh, you and Lee talking about it on the podcast, but I did watch it. I was completely blown away by it. Um, it's, it's amazing and it explained the strategy of winning the war through air power in such a clear visual way that it, it really gave me a whole new perspective on World War II, but also the degree to which uh, the Disney studio rose to this um, incredibly difficult challenge of communicating those kinds of ideas to the public in a vivid, interesting way, uh, because it was very complex, very high stakes, but crucial for people to see and, and realize why their commitment to the to the war effort was really a matter of life and death. Um, so, um, so both your film and your discussion with Lee opened my eyes to a much wider degree, uh, the studio's achievements and capabilities beyond entertainment and, uh, and obviously the debt we owe our military, which I, you know, I appreciate on an even deeper level now. So, uh, I also read that the movie helped persuade Franklin D. Roosevelt to finally commit to a, uh, a full strategic air campaign against Germany. So that's, that's amazing. And your discussion about shades of green and many other aspects of Disney and the military, all truly fascinating. So again, thanks to you and Lee for a really important episode, a really great episode and all the best to you. Take care. Bye. Hi, it's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. I just listened to a really oldish episode, episode 514 about the most emotional experiences in Disney World. Amazing episode, love the theme um, and the topic. I would say one of my most, like, emotional things connected to the parks and being there in Disney World um, definitely has to be with, like, kind of, as you guys mentioned, but bringing other people to the parks and seeing them experience things for the first time. Um, I can't tell you the amount of experiences that I've had where I bring friends who haven't been to the parks since they were young. And they just know I like Disney, and I convinced them to come. And they just see them either remember things from their childhood and coming, or just, like, loving what we're doing in the moment. Um, and seeing things and experiencing things for the first time is very emotional, makes me cheer up. And a lot of times I don't even tell them, but, um, yeah, that would be it for me. But, yeah, amazing episode. Um, my family is actually traveling later this month. So I'm really excited um, to be going. My dad's coming with us. He hasn't come in years and years. So it'll be a great time. Um, I hope everyone is having a magical summer. Uh, stay magical, be magical, and I'll talk to you all real soon. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Patrice Roberti from Metro Boston. And I had to just call you and tell you I was just doing it. I was coming down the stairs here at work, and I found myself singing the WDW radio song. And I know I do that all the time. I am sure that the people who listen to you do it all the time. At your events, you have to ask folks if they always find themselves singing the WDW radio song to themselves because I, I bet you, I bet you that they do. Take care. It's a nice, as I said before, it's a nice little song to sing. Take care. Bye.